What's happening, beautiful people? Welcome to the First Step Theology Podcast, where we discuss our glorious God so that we all might love and enjoy Him in a greater way. This is fun. I'm here with Luke. As always, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Good to be back. It is great to be back. It's been some time. (laughs) Some time of philanthropy and uh, charitable giving works and... Small rest, being fruitful and multiplying. Yeah, new new babies. <laughs> Have we both had a baby in the time that we've been away? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah no surprises. No, I'm not. This is no, not no. an announcement. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm trying. I was trying to think how old Austin is. Yeah, no, she's like 25 now. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> she's well and truly old enough. She's driving and everything. Yeah, well, that's it's good. been long enough. Hey, welcome back, mate. Yeah, it's been a long time. We do apologise to those who have been. Would you use the word nagging? Mm, pestering. Pestering. It's a little bit softer. <laughs> it's a, about the, yeah, let's say it yeah, is, yeah, about yeah. Uh, us wanting to, you know, want them wanting us to come back and, yeah. and make new podcasts. And, and we, you know, kept pushing back. Yeah. Going, you know, we're, we're busy. We're working on it. The quality is going to be so much higher. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't not giggle through that. Yeah. <laughs> But we're here. We did we're it. We're here. And thank you to all those three people who have been pestering yeah. us yeah, it's once. Mm. Yeah, true. <laughs> anyway, it's this good is... To be back. It is good to be back. And this is a resource of Gospel Life Church Adelaide. Um, the goal of this podcast, if you're new joining us for the first time, episode 61... Welcome. The goal is that we might give each of us a, a intro to an intro. Yep. Of theology, of what it is to talk about and think about and enjoy and worship our glorious God. That's right. And uh, we have created this as as elders at Gospel Life um, for our church. Yep. Um, that we all might take that sort of next step in in enjoying and worshiping God together. Big time. Understanding that we are all theologians. Like theology is just the study of God. So by statements that we make often mm. about who God is and what He's done. We are we are theologians. Totally, and maybe not even statements, but feeling feelings and thoughts about God, reasons why we yeah. worship, uh, is theology in itself. That's right, mm. and so we want to make sure that that is shaped around Scripture. So then, you know, our lives are following that very closely. Absolutely. Now I'm glad you're back. Mm. No, let me finish my statement. Oh, I guess. That being said, yeah, if you're from elsewhere, and oh yeah, you yeah, found sure. us by other means, then then we're so glad that you're joining with us. And we hope this is helpful uh, to you yep. and edifying for your faith and your pursuit of Jesus Christ. Yes. Go on, sir. Well, well done. You're such a task man, aren't you? Um, Just, well, you're like a robot. If you start something, you've got to finish it. You don't have to. This is like the... the, the, <laughs> that's, the that's the story of Luke's life right there. <laughs> uh, do you have to? <laughs> I like a good tangent. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I love a good tangent, some might say. Anyway. Many, many say. As I was going to say, and you really interrupted, what's mm. more important, interrupting a person? Like, is that, or finishing what you've started? Finishing what you've started. Sure. All right. <laughs> Hello. My name is Joel Oman. <laughs> I am a robot. Anyway, Joel Oman. Carry on. Um, as I said earlier, I'm glad you're here. Mm. Was worried for your safety for a little while there. <laughs> What's happening? My uh, my mum started listening to this oh, podcast. Oh golly! And we uh, have another mum on board. We have another <laughs> mum on board, and I love my mum dearly. She is after you. She does not. She's like Luke. I love the podcast. It's great. The content's really good. I'm not sure about the half an hour of banter at the beginning of the podcast, and I'm not sure about this. Hesky little blonde haired boy who's <laughs> picking on you to the start of this podcast. Fair. Uh, I'll, I'll receive it. Yep. Uh, I won't change. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. but, I, but I hear you, yeah. Gail, and um, I'm glad. What a, what a protective mum. She's, she's, this is my mum through and through. Many a teachers have fallen. Oh dear, I got a, I had a friend who's been listening to the podcast recently and uh, his, and I quote, his feedback was, podcasts great beside the dross of the first 10 minutes. <laughs> and now are you going to change? <laughs> no. no way. No, sir. We find it funny. Fun. That's the problem. So yeah. when people come up to me and tell me like, oh, that was really good. I'm like, yeah, but what about the banter? That was funny. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about the scripture. I just yeah. think we're hilarious. Yeah, of course. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll take that off the recording. <laughs> <laughs> 
we uh, so we were just talking about this, and your mum coming <laughs> after me, and I brought up uh, something I've been just noticed in my own life recently yep. around security and my safety. Yeah, mum, uh, if you're listening to this, take notes because this might be <laughs> yeah, a way in. It's a big way in. <laughs> is I never ever lock my car. <laughs> what was your number plate, by the way? <laughs> I'd, so my my clicker on my key broke a while ago. Sure, and um, so I just don't. You it. drive so a Lambo. How does <laughs> so that work? Well, so that's the first point, right? Yeah, yeah. Is uh, I do not drive a Lambo. I drive yeah. like a Kia Cerato. Yeah. Okay. So like, imagine like a white one. As yeah. well. So like, imagine your grandma's car. It should not be. Ex- <laughs> really. um, yeah, and it's always parked at. But <laughs> yeah. Imagine right. your grandma's car, and it's like. Yeah. older than that because grandmas seem to have new cars yeah. for safety and stuff but yeah. uh, anyway so I, I thought like man I'm not locking my car and then I was like hang on I've never locked my car <laughs> like I've just avoided that whole process for the you know the time saving benefits yeah so um, but, but as I was thinking this through and I was explaining this to you earlier I actually think I'm right to do this can, can I just say this is where we're opposite as well? Like just before we get into the lunacy of your theory. Sure. Is I'm the kind of person that will walk in mm. to a place mm. and have walked like maybe kilometres, get there and go, oh, no, I don't think I locked my car. Oh, really? And will walk back no. and not press the button because, you know, I've got oh, so with it. I will make sure that I will do the handle. So do you know You'll what I do? Check. I'll double check. This is what I do. Every time I leave my car, and you'll see this, I pull my door handle three times. Three times! And go, eins, zwei, drei. (laughs) (laughs) And I do this so that I can remember that I've definitely locked my car. Wow. Yeah. That is the reason you don't finish anything. (laughs) (laughs) You're wasting so much time. Every time you leave the car in in public, even at home, do you do that? Especially when I'm at home. Right. Like if I'm going to leave my car for a substantial amount of time, like if yeah. I'm at church where I'm going and getting things from it, yeah, it'd only be on the final time where I'm like, I'm leaving this now. Wow, I'll einsweise that sucker. Good grief, that is that is like legitimately giving me a tick. <laughs> like <laughs> the thought of that. So anyway, yes. um, my okay. thought process in this is, yes, I have a, a, a like a a bad car. I think it works fine, but it's not. No one's looking at that and going. You it's know not what, that bad. That guy. Oh yeah, it's fine. But yeah. no one's looking at it and going like he's got wads of cash under the seat. Yeah, sure. Two. I don't leave stuff in it. Like yeah. I am safe about what I do and don't leave in my car. I always take stuff out of it. But yeah. the main rationale in this is like if someone wants to steal the car. Yep. I'm pretty sure people aren't going round and like checking door handles to steal cars, <laughs> right? People will find a car and go steal that car. Yeah. Irrespective of whether it's locked or not. True. Sure. Well. Yep. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, my other thought is, if people are coming to steal stuff out of a car, yep. they'll walk up to my car, yes. open the door, sure. realise there's nothing of value in there besides like a bouncy ball and a and I think there's like a pocket knife in there. that That would be a good find. Yeah. But, you know, bless them. Yeah. They would leave and my car would be undamaged. Sure. So I'm the winner. So, few problems here. I don't know whether your insurance company would agree with this. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure the first question they go is, can they, can you be sure that your car was locked? Sure. Uh, secondly. I was tired that day, though. So, like, I, my memories were <laughs> place. Like, I've just, yeah. I've had a baby. Like, and a toddler. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sleeping. Yeah, that's fair. No, that's fair. Look, I, uh, I, have, I, have, I have concerns. Sure. Coming from the person who <laughs> walks kilometres back to make sure his, his doors are locked. Yeah. Um, I mean, mainly because of the fact that you are leaving your car unlocked <laughs> in public places and people could just walk in. I hope one day you wake up, get in your car, and there's a homeless man sleeping in the back of it. <laughs> yeah, well, I've blessed a man with a shelter for the evening. Like, what I have just, I lost? You're pulling onto, like, some main road and all of a sudden goes like, oh, huh? Where am I? <laughs> you know, just, just crash in the boot. The yeah, sure. Well, there you go. So I've won that argument and my <laughs> rationale works out. Welcome to the First Step Theology <laughs> Podcast. We are 10 minutes in, 9 minutes 41 to be exact. All right, tick that <laughs> off. Welcome back, everyone. Joel wins the first argument. All right, what are we doing, Luke? We are kicking off a new season. We are here for season four of this podcast. Wow. 
with no discernible difference between each <laughs> podcast other than the topics we talk about. What are we talking about this season? I'm sure we're repeating topics, but uh, we are talking, we are going to spend pretty much the, the rest of this whole um, season talking about the revelation of God. Yeah. So we are talking about the doctrine of revelation. So we're going to talk about the Bible. What is it? Mm. Why can we trust it? All things related uh, to that. So there's so much we can talk in amongst all that. Totally. You know, the doctrine of inerrancy, clarity, mm. all that really good stuff. Yeah. People going like, what are all these words you know, Luke? You smart little man. Stick around, folks. <laughs> it's going to get exciting. And then we are also going to have a good chat around like, how can we study it? Yeah. Hopefully we're going to have some guests around that, Joel. Just mm. a bit of a whisper. I've been working really hard in the background getting lots and lots and lots of guests. I did see you write a note to, uh, saying, please do something on this <laughs> like, in third person to yourself. Yeah, exactly right. For so, once, finish yeah. something you started. Yeah. I'm going to get a reputation. I do finish something <laughs> no, yeah, Sorry, I'm just knocking you. Yeah. Sorry, Gail. I didn't mean that. Gail, I didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah. um, and then... Uh, yeah, we're going to look at really how is it that this this God that we see in Scripture, mm. how can we know this God? And yeah. how has he made it so that we can know him? Totally. So we've talked about many of these things, either like brushing over yep. or, or addressing them and then, and then moving on. But we wanted to really take a deep dive into this. Uh, doctrine of revelation, how God reveals himself to us. So time. If, if you're new, then, hey, it's all new. But if, if you've yep. been around for the for the long haul of uh, however many years this has been, the, the, the long three years. Drain. <laughs> the drain, the uphill battle that <laughs> you have succeeded <laughs> in so far. Well done. You've got no You've points. done it. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, you know, we our first season, we did the doctrine of God. Who is God? Yes. How can we... Uh, uh, how do we know him based on what teacher scripture uh, scripture teaches us? Excuse <laughs> me. Um, what we want to do now is, I suppose, broadly say, how can we trust? Yes, what the Bible says mm-hmm. is true. How can we trust that this book that we carry around with us as Christians? Um, and and if we don't, then and you're a Christian, then get a Bible and carry it around with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, a big how, one. how how can we trust that to be right? Yeah. And to uh, be sufficient for all of life and faith. How can we um, justify the fact that you and I, who are twenty-somethings and and old, in your on your side of the table, correct? Um, how can we justify spending so much time reading an ancient book? Yeah, absolutely. And what what we are kind of talking about particularly if you were around right near the beginning we're talking about the doctrine of god yeah you should walk away from that in the doctrine of god thinking Mm. that god is transcendent as in god is so above us he's so big he's so mighty he's so you know like hard for us to get our tiny little puny little minds around it Mm. and so we then take that and bring it to then how does that God reveal himself to us as human beings? Mm. And and then how do we relate to this God in that way? It's, and, and so therefore these two doctrines actually are really heavily related. Like the yeah. doctrine of God, which is theology proper, yeah. um, is is like it's so heavily linked to the mm. doctrine of revelation. Yeah, totally. Because we can't know this God without him revealing himself to us. So perhaps... Let's um, let's kick into that. Yeah, totally. And and let's just stop on that thought because no, I mean, let's continue. <laughs> isn't that <laughs> it's completely contradictory? Yeah. No. So let's continue on that thought. Thank you. Is how beautiful is that? Yeah. That um, we have a God who has revealed Himself to us. Mm. Like that point in itself is reason for worship. And that's mm-hmm. what theology should always lead us to, worship, yep. thanksgiving, adoration, and praise. Yep. And, and we can start with the fact that we can know God. Yes. As he has revealed himself to us. Absolutely. We can enjoy him. We can delight yep. in him. And and you read something earlier that I forget where it was from, but how Christianity in itself is a revealed faith. That's right. It's not a created faith, but it's a received, yep. revealed faith. Absolutely. Yeah, so we that's a really important thing for us to understand as as Christians. It is a revealed faith. It's um um as uh JI Packer has got an absolute stonker of a book. 
first recommendation of the season. <laughs> first of many, baby. <laughs> it's called God Has Spoken uh, by J. O. Packer. It says this, Revelation does not mean man finding God, but God finding man. God sharing his secrets with us. God showing us himself. Revelation, God is the agent as well as the object. It is not, not just that men speak about God or for God, but God speaks for himself and talks to us in person. The New Testament message is that in Christ, God has spoken a word for the world, a world to which all people in all ages are summoned to listen and to respond. Wow. Straight to the heart of it. Love that. That's beautiful. And isn't that an important thing for us to consider? You you started this by saying our need is for God to reveal himself to us Mm -hmm. because of his transcendence. Like God is creator. Yes. God created everything from nothing. Yes. And you and I and every other human being walking around this blue and green planet is part of that creation. Mm -hmm. And therefore by its very nature in both cases, we are finite. We are limited. Whilst God, on the other hand, is infinite. That's right. He is unable to be contained and constrained because he is everything. (laughs) Sorry, he's everywhere. and. Mm And, uh, yeah, it's not everything. <laughs> I just brushed over that quickly. Yeah, that was a slip of the tongue. Forget. Yeah, but but he is uh, beyond our understanding. If we were to put it that way, that's right. And I think it's probably best for us when we're ta- starting this this um, doctrine to start in in Genesis, because Genesis does a really good job of showing our place and his place. And in fact, in the Institutes um, by John Calvin. Mm. He actually talks about the fact of that for humanity to ever know themselves, they have to understand two things, themselves and God. And by looking at God, they know themselves. And by looking at themselves, they, they understand their need for God. And so it's important that we go to Genesis when we're looking at this subject, first of all, right? Yeah. So Genesis <clears throat> says, in the beginning, this is Genesis 1 verse 1, says, in the beginning, God created yep. the heavens and the earth. So instantly we see that God is the source. So he's the creator of, of everything. Mm. Um, and also, as the one who's the creator of everything, th- this sets him up as the one who is separate to everything. He's, you know, we don't believe in a pantheistic God. That's, I mean, that's what you were trying to teach us earlier. <laughs> <laughs> as in pantheism means that God has becomes that creation. But w- what we see is that God is separate to his creation. Mm. And so it paints this picture, right? So the earth was formless and, and uh, sorry, was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. And there's something really interesting in our understanding of God happens. It says, and God said. Mm-hmm. So we see that God is invisible. Scripture teaches that God is invisible, so therefore we, we cannot see him. We cannot truly perceive him unless he reveals himself. Well, how does he reveal himself? Through his words. Yeah. And so he reveals himself through his words, and through his words, the things that are created reveal him. Mm. So, like Romans one picks up on this idea really well. Yeah, you know, it's a, uh, it talks about uh, that humanity is without excuse because of their ungodliness and their unrighteousness. They have denied the truth, or they've yeah, denied, namely his power, mm. which is visible in his creation. Creation, yeah. right? So um, what Genesis reveals is, is that outside of God revealing himself, there is no way that we can know this God. No. But he has revealed himself. And he's revealed himself through his creation. Now you might say, well, cool, we can look at creation and that reveals stuff about him. Yes, that's what we'll, we will actually get to talking more about that, but that's called general revelation. Mm. But it's actually through his words that mm. we actually know more about him. Yeah. So it's in him saying, let there be light. Mm. We know that he is the creator of those things. Yeah. So he's, he's the source of everything. Yes. Mm. Yep. So then within that creation narrative, it goes on and he talks about all those other things. Then he makes humanity and he, he speaks and humanity is created. And he says, let us make man in our image, the image of God. He created them, male and female. And so we then as human beings must then come to terms with who this God is because we are made in his image. Yeah. And so therefore we need God to reveal himself to us so that we can be his image bearers mm. rightly. Mm. We are dependent upon a God who reveals himself to us. Absolutely. Yeah, like we we as like even in that narrative, right? You have the creature 
creator distinction. Yes. You have the infinite compared to the finite, but you also have the fact that humanity are to be receivers or receptors of truth and not uh, creators of it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like we receive what is true about the world. Yep. And about who we are. Yes. Rather than creating it. Yeah. Um, the, the garden was good and God's creation was good, I should say, because God said it was good. Yep. Um, and so we submit to his authority as, as he is king, as yep. he is creator, as he is the one, uh, the divine that is speaking. Yep. Um, and and so we see that distinction there. Now, mm. you mentioned general revelation, mm-hmm. and let's just define that for people. Sure. Like general revelation is the revelation that or every single human has, so generally, yep. um, in our world. That's so right. I, I can look at the beauty of creation and go, that doesn't feel like an accident. Yeah, that's right. I can look at my child yep. who is developing so beautifully and and is growing in ways that seem like an absolute miracle. Mm. And I can and look at my sons and go, that's that's not some cosmic accident mm. that's come about and then we've come from fish to apes to whatever we are now. But but there is a creator here. There is a God. Yep. Right? That statement is a a revelation based on general revelation. That's right. It's not there's no salvation in general revelation. No. You reveal that there is a grand designer artist. <laughs> yep. But there is Yeah, there's a source but yep. not a savior. Yeah. Oh. Preach. Delicious. <laughs> um now John Calvin actually puts this quite beautifully. In, uh, in his institutes that you mentioned earlier. I'm just going to read it because his words are far better than mine. And he says, God, the maker of the world, is manifested to us in Scripture. Think about that word, manifested, revealed, made known, uh, shown to us as if he is in being before us, mm. manifested to us in Scripture, and his true character expounded so as to save us from wandering up and down as in a labyrinth in search of some doubtful deity. Mm, love that. That's that is really what we're talking about here. That's the shift from general revelation mm. to special revelation. You know what I mean? Like general revelation, and we see that in our culture today. Mm. People are looking around. We've got a massive spectrum. Yeah. Like you've got atheists, and I think most. I don't really think there's such a thing as an atheist, personally. <laughs> um, but you're just going to drop that and carry on. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, sweet. Write in if you want the answer as to why I fully really believe that. Yeah, send in chocolates and we'll definitely answer it. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, uh, uh, to, you know, someone who, you know, looks at the world and thinks it's God itself. Like we have a massive spectrum of what people believe mm. in the world and it's only by God revealing himself in word yeah. that those people can transition from just being deists, looking around going, Something's created this. Mm. There is a God, whether that God might be science or whether that God might be... Yeah, the, the leaves. Yep, the leaves or yep. know, Mother Earth or whatever that might be. Yep. Um, to going, oh, there is a God and this God is revealed in Scripture as Yahweh mm. and most beautifully revealed in Christ. Yeah. So we are dependent on God revealing himself. The big thing that we want you to take from that is... That God reveals himself through his words. Amen. And as image bearers, we need to know who this God is through his word so that we can truly be who we are supposed to be. Totally. And that's how we can confidently say that Christianity is a revealed faith. Nice. Like it's not a created religion. Yep. It is based on God's revelation to us. Yep. You think um, maybe specifically in the culmination of of revelation, the culmination of God's grace, the culmination of our redemption happens through Jesus Christ. Yep. The Word made flesh, God dwelling among us in, uh, and, and revealing um, his grace and his truth is in Jesus Christ. And, and we see his grace and his wrath most perfectly on display at the cross mm-hmm. where Jesus, the Son of God, fully divine, truly God, suffers and dies a sinner's death at the hands of creatures. Mm. Now, the reason I emphasize this is that is absurd, <laughs> right? Yeah. There is no other religion yeah. that worships a God and, and, and whose faith is centered on their deity suffering and dying yeah. at their own hands Yeah, because of our sin. Mm-hmm. 
and and uh, and that is because God, in His infinite wisdom, um, made it to be so that He would be the savior of His people through suffering, mm. because He's revealed that to us. Yep, and we see that throughout the story of Scripture, all the way from Genesis to Revelation. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. It is a really beautiful thing. And so just a note on that revelation, right? There's been a, a big push within Christianity uh, today. It's particularly in the liberal side of Christianity to say that is God still revealing now? <laughs> As in, can we take the principles that have been laid out in Scripture and continue to see that that revelation continues? You know, like, so we must develop this idea of love. Mm-hmm. We must develop that idea of mercy. It's interesting they never say develop this idea of wrath. Anyway, sure. yeah. <laughs> it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. I hope not. Yeah, um, but we need to understand is that Jesus is uh, displayed and uh, described as in John one as the Word made flesh. Yeah, as in He is the final revelation to us, or the best revelation probably is a better of who God is. Mm. And so therefore we need to see that all of the revelation of scripture of who and how God works and all of those things are are brought all together and we say like culminates in Jesus. Mm. And and, and that is where the revelation stops. We cannot think now that we are the arbiters of God's revelation and go and say, well, you know, we must continue this on. So that means that God's love is an all-inclusive love. And, mm. you know, where God said in Scripture that this thing was a sin, now it isn't because his love has developed further than that. That is it's wrong. Yeah, It absolutely undermines what Jesus Christ mm. came to do. Yeah. And so we need to understand that Jesus is the Word made flesh. He is the best revelation of who God is. You want to understand who God is? Look at Jesus. Mm. Look at his, his life, his death, his resurrection. And that helps us to understand who this creation God in Genesis 1 mm. um, begins to display to us. Yeah. How cool. So cool. This is a big tangent, but as we've addressed, that's what we're about. Totally. Um, what does that mean for mm. me as a Christian? Yes. I believe that God has spoken yep. in his word. He's revealed himself to us. And through the revelation of Jesus Christ, um, how do I grapple with the feeling or the statement or the idea that God is speaking to me today? Mm. Let me give a practical example. Yeah, I feel that God is speaking to me about um, buying a certain house or um, dating a certain person. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say the first and most paramount that we have to go to is we have to go to Scripture mm. in understanding that God is the one who is speaking to us today. And we apply how God has revealed himself to us through the wisdom that he's given to us, looking at Proverbs, mm. through the uh, direction that he's given to us, through his commandments and laws, yeah. and we apply that principally. So most of the time when people say to me, "Should I feel like God speaks to me about dating this girl, yeah. right? You know, That wasn't me, by the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Bible speaks against adultery, Joel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was actually a good example. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And polygamy. Yeah. So therefore, God would not be speaking to you about dating this girl. Good good answer. So we, we need to make sure that we are going to Scripture first. I am I'm uncertain about whether God audibly speaks to people today. I'm I'm unsure on this. I don't know where you stand on these things. You know how black and white I am. Yeah, you are. You are very black and white on this. <laughs> I would say, are we going to have this discussion? <laughs> it no, looks like we're, we gonna, are. we're going to start we're recording. I would say that God can speak today, mm-hmm. but He doesn't. Right. So He just uses His word. Okay. I would say, <laughs> audibly, yeah, I'd say He doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say you're pretty safe in that. <laughs> yeah, good. I would also say that, but that doesn't mean that God doesn't lead you by His Holy Spirit to do certain things. Yep. Like to be prompted to have a, you know, a, a prompting to, I need to share the gospel with this person. Sure, or I'm comfortable with that. Absolutely. I need to talk to my wife. I have a conviction that's, that the Spirit has. Yeah. I think I that need is, to apologize for that thing I did last week, though it was out of my mind yeah. as I was repenting yeah. of other things that dropped in. Yeah. And I need to go and make that right with that brother. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've been led. 
yep. to repentance and forgiveness by the Holy Spirit. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But whether God speaks audibly today, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm really unsure on that. Okay. I know you're a lot more black and white on that. I, I probably would say I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like just being yeah. diplomatic. Yeah, totally. You're also going to stop locking your car. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. But anyway, back to the decision one. Yeah. Dating a girl, buying a house, which job, you know, career path should I go down? All that sort of stuff. Yes. So is there an answer in scripture? Okay. The, the, the girl doesn't believe in Jesus and you do. Well, I think you've got an answer there. Yes. No, that's not the person today. Yeah. Uh, okay, but the girl, the the person might want to court yes. <laughs> is uh, a follower of Jesus. She's awesome. Yep. I like her, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everything seems to tick out. Well, I don't think you have a clear answer in Scripture to say yes or no. Yep. Both job options seem like good options. They're both holy ways that I can serve the Lord. Which one should I take? Well, I don't think you're going to find an answer to that in second considerations. Like it's just yeah. not there. Yeah. So what you need to do is apply. Second considerations? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> apply the <laughs> wisdom that God has blessed you in. Yeah. Prayerfully mm-hmm. trusting that he would lead you and he would use uh, your decision for his glory. Yeah. Um. Because God has spoken. Yeah. And as your conscience and your heart and your mind is being trained by his revelation, by mm. scripture, um, and you are being conformed into the image of Christ, mm-hmm. that is how we begin to make um, you know, more and more holy decisions. Sense of this God. world in light of God's word. Totally. Renewing your mind. We, we want to, I think we've said this probably about a trillion times, but I'm going to say it again. Mm-hmm. We are so hungry to find the mysterious will of God. When his revealed will by his revelation is right in front of us and yet we don't read it. Yeah. Don't apply it. Mm. Don't study it. Yeah. And that is uh, a waste of time. So therefore, therefore, we need to um, see that um, we need to study this word to know God. Yeah. Those books that we carry around with us, those ancient sacred texts. Yep. The Bible, the 66 books of the Old and New Testament, need to be our primary source of wisdom, yep. knowledge, yep. understanding, yep. faith, yep. and life as believers. Mm. We, yep. we do, sure, other wisdom can be great, other yeah, knowledge absolutely. can be good, other people's opinions can be helpful, yep. but God's is most important. Absolutely. And so that needs to be the, the, the first source of, of where we go, our first landing point put that's, it that way that's right and you know what this is a real this is a tough one for us as christians and we're, we're going to get into understanding how to study the word mm. well and i i know it's hard but we like to be hand-fed things mm. you know we, we just want people to tell us and i think that's why we're seeing a, a big rise in 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 different thinkers like i'm seeing a lot of you know young men really passionate about jordan peterson uh, don't get me wrong. I, I agree with a lot of the stuff he says. Mm. I think, yeah, he's he's helpful, but he's secondary. Mm. And if I were to ask those same guys and just, ask Just them, like you and I are. Yeah. To anyone who's listening here. Maybe, maybe fourthly. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, carry on. Uh, and then if I were to ask them, what does First Corinthians teach on yeah. whatever, yeah. they wouldn't know. No. But they would know what Jordan Peterson's position on, you know, whatever might be. Yeah. Yeah, or they can regurgitate some theologians' discussion on First Corinthians, mm-hmm. but they cannot, you know, argue for themselves. for themselves, understand the text. Yep, and that—that's what we want. That is for you and I, and for everyone listening here. Yep, is that we know God's word intimately. That's right. Now, I think it's important to say that if your position is built on good theologians, uh, you know, like reading a good book and all that kind of stuff, that's good. Yeah. Um, I think that is the beginning of learning. Like, I think that as we uh, are starting to understand and how to learn and, and, and things like that, we start by learning by what other people say. So, you know, for example, my children understand that you do not write on the wall because dad says don't write on the wall. They don't understand why that's not good. Mm. Or even, even better than that, let's go, like my children know they don't run out into the road. Austin, she's she's like just over a year. She she doesn't understand the dangers of cars, but she mm. knows that she will, does not 
go out to the road because dad's always like, no, you know, dad stops her. So therefore my teaching to her is enough at this point in time. But at some mm. point she has to understand that on that road, a big hunks of metal hurtling down mm. at, you know, speed that would destroy her. Mm. And so therefore she has to make that assessment for herself in the same as our study of God. You can start by learning from teachers, preachers within the church. That's the idea of the church. Mm. But at some point, you have to pick up your Bible and the and, and know this God for yourself and learn from him. So those other things are very important in establishing it. They should give you a good foundation. Mm. But then you have to move to a point of understanding God for yourself. Totally, yeah. Because the fear is as well for, for us as believers is that we know things about God, but we don't know God. And that's the primary reason why we study Scripture is to not know the abouts. Mm. It's to know Yeah. And, and and those abouts should lead us to knowing him. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. But um like you know, many of us if we've grown up around church can can, you know, blab about a bunch of Bible stories. What's your favorite Bible story? Mm-hmm. Like I like Jonah and the whale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. And what does that teach us about God? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, there's a fish. Yep. Like you know, how It's actually you're not Jonah and the whale, Joel. Jonah and the big fish. <laughs> Carry on. Sorry, <laughs> make sure you get that right. Thank you for interrupting, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know the example being that uh, we can know many things about the Bible yeah, without one seeing the Bible for what it is, which is God's revelation of Himself to us, and then f- therefore seeing God in yeah. every single. Word and text that we read. That's right. Is it's all about who God is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is maybe we haven't touched on that point enough to yet. Mm. Is we need to make sure that we are understanding that it is supposed to lead us to God. So even in our study and, and all of those things, we are it is leading us to the point of knowing who God is and, and resting upon Him. Yeah. But again, as he said, it's about what he says. So, for example, if, if I were to ask you, um, why did God create us? Mm. Would you be able to answer that question? Now, Because that's, that's a really big thing in understanding this universe, mm. understanding who this God is. Could you answer that question? Yeah, or even like more broadly, why did God create? Yeah. Like, do you have an answer, listener, mm. to, to that question? Mm. Why did or someone asked me this a while ago? Um, what is the purpose of humanity? Mm. Sort of the same answer, but big questions. Mm. Like, do we have answers to those? And then, then the next question is: mm. Is that a biblical answer? Yeah. <laughs> is that an answer based on how God has revealed Himself to us? What would be the answer to that question? Like, why? Why did? God create. Oh, what? Hang on. Let's start. Yeah. What could be some answers to that question that we think are bad? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you can go. Why did God create? Well, God created. Uh, he created for me. He created the whole world because he was lonely, and therefore he wanted uh, he to. Need, he needed a Luke, a Luke to love. He had a Luke hole in his heart, Ooh. and he needed that to be filled by me. Um, and so, you know, that, that that creates that whole me-centered view of God, that God has created everything for the sake of humanity. Yeah. Uh, God is uh, in, in desperate uh, yearning to be in relationship with all of us again. Mm. It's this... Uh, it's this principle and pattern that is built around the importance and glory of humanity. Yeah, which is actually the inverse mm-hmm. of... Of what the Bible teaches us. Yes. Don't get there yet, mate. Oh, you got other examples? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, Okay. So then uh, another way that God, uh, another reason why God is created is, yeah, I got no others. (laughs) (laughs) Just lead us. So the reason that God does create, (laughs) what a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Is for his glory. Yes. That he might be glorified and known and praised in all of the earth. Mm-hmm. You look at um, the wonder of creation and we have to glorify the creator. Uh, you look at Genesis mm-hmm. and we have humanity created in the image of God. 
what is an image? An image is, is, is something that displays the glory of something else. Think of like a statue of a king. Yep. A, a, a statue that displays the glory of that king. In the same way, humanity, the pinnacle of creation, glorifies the one who created us. Yep. And so, uh, and we see that all throughout Scripture that God is for His own glory. Yep. Uh, king David prayed in Psalm twenty-three, "Lead me down paths of righteousness." Right. So this is this yearning to live um, as God has called him to live. Why? For your namesake. Yeah. So that you may be glorified. The the pleas of the Old Testament to the people. Um, to remain to the law is that God may be glorified and known among all the nations. Yes. When people are interceding with God not to wipe out the Israelites, so they're, you know, rebuking him and they're mumbling against him, like Moses pleads time and time again, so that the nations may know that you are a God who is almighty and powerful, mm-hmm. that you wouldn't bring us out of Egypt and then just, um, you know, <laughs> wipe us out in the desert. That's right. But it's for your glory. Yeah, and and it's really important because what we can do is we can then bring ourselves into the scenario and go, well, isn't that just selfish? If God is ultimately wanting to bring glory to himself, like what does that say about God? Mm. Well, it shows his magnificence. Yeah. That if he was to give, be about the glory of anything else, Mm. he would deify that thing. He would make that thing God. So if God was about bringing glory to humanity, Mm. then therefore humanity would be God. Yeah. Because it would be all the weight and everything would be rested upon them and they would be lifted up yeah. into that position. And, and that is not what humanity is designed for. It is designed to bring glory to God. Yeah, and that is the holiest thing for God to do. Yes. Is to work all things for his glory and for uh, through Christ, for the glory of Christ, that all may know him and the riches of his grace. Yeah. And, and, you know, go all the way to Revelation where we will forever as redeemed people be glorifying and praising and worshipping God seated on the throne and the lamb who was slain. Boomtown. Boomtown. So um, that's just a, that's just like a taster, right, of mm. understanding and reading things in light of God's revealed word. Yeah, so that, so that we can know God and his purposes. So we showed, right, in, in, in a way, uh, when I was mumbling through earlier <laughs> about... Um, how we can make creation all about ourselves. Mm. There are lots of different ways that we can read through this revealed revelation. Mm. Revealed revelation. That's mm-hmm. carry on. Um, what are some ways that we do that? Well, if we do it wrongly mm-hmm. and therefore gain a, we we base a view of God uh, not on who He has revealed us to be, but on ourselves. Yeah. So we have this me-centered view of God, which you brought up quite yep. nicely. Mm-hmm. That God is for me, yes. and therefore, if things don't go my way, there's something wrong with God. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm. Um, or we can have like a cultural perspective of who God is. Yep. So God should be what our cultural narrative at the moment says He should be. Yep. And if He's not that, then there's something wrong with God. Yep. That's right. And and ultimately, that one leads to self again. Doesn't totally. it? Because it culture is created by soul, self, yeah. selves, yep. selves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or we can base our view of God on our own desire. Yeah. The God that we want to worship, the yep. God that we want to live for and we want to serve. Yeah. Um, that's the God that I'll give my life to. Mm. And then when we come up to things in Scripture that call us to repentance and to holiness, yeah. Or 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 you know don't fit within our parameters of how we view God. Yeah. We we either just like skip over it, don't highlight mm-hmm. that verse, or we throw God out entirely and instead we begin to worship a God after our own image rather than the God who created us yep. for his glory. In, him is, in his image. Um, and, and, and so these ways of um, what's ultimate in that is we have gone to the word yep. and instead of seeing it as God's self-revelation to us, we have seen it as something entirely indifferent. Yep. S- something that... We get to place our stamp on. Yeah, it's God's revelation of us. Yeah, it's not about us, uh, about Him. It's about us. Mm. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. That, and I, you know, I'm even thinking as you're saying that of how much I can be prone to do those things. Totally. Yeah. Now this does not mean, and again, we'll 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 get to this when we get into the Word. This Mm. does not mean that you cannot see yourself in Scripture. No. Uh, God is, you know, interested in discipling 
us and forming us into him. So therefore there is uh, really a practical shaping that must occur within us. Absolutely. Um, but it does not mean that we are ultimately what it is about. Yeah, we're not the hero. We are not the hero. Yeah, we get to submit to the hero. Yeah. And enjoy the hero and yep. delight in him. Yeah, man, that's freeing. That is so super freeing. Yeah. All right. Let's Let, go to a break. Let's go to a quick break and then we'll get to um, what does this mean for us now? How does this practically change how we live our lives? So um, I had thought of something. Yeah. Uh, speaking of our wonderful listeners. Yes. We, we As mentioned, we had a baby about four weeks ago. Not you and the listeners. Uh, me and my wife. Yeah. And um, my wife's amazing. Yes, she is. And what a terrifying experience giving birth is. <laughs> We don't talk about that enough. Yeah. <laughs> from everyone's point of view. Yep. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> after having a baby, many gifts are brought. Yeah. There's benefits to this terror. Yes. I mean, not the baby's terror, but <laughs> yeah. to the well, experience. It can be a terror. Yeah, there's moments. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of our, or two of our wonderful listeners brought a gift over. Mm. And they did, you know, they did gift for the baby, gift for, gift for mum. Yeah. Bag of twirls for dad. No way. Yes, please and thank you. That is... Can you... Thank you, Shell and Bella. Yeah, there you go. You are our honoured guest for the episode. Well done. Our honoured listeners, I mean. Yeah, you're, you're not here. I mean, I didn't get any. Yeah, Margaret, send them a <laughs> gift, a thank you card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Margaret, where's my twirl? All right, what does this mean for us now? If we uh, can know God... We've been invited into this grand privilege of um, discovering who he is or knowing who he is based on his word. How does this change our lives right now? Well, well firstly, we, we have to understand that this is a privilege. Mm, true. It is an absolute privilege that we are able to know the maker of heaven and earth, mm. things unseen and seen. Like he... That is uh, a huge gift to us totally. as human beings. Yeah. So we have to come from that position of pr like what a privilege it is. Mm. I would say that most of the time when we come to Bible study, we go, we are Christians and therefore we must do this. Yeah. But if we come to that position of going, I get to know God. Mm. And even more, he has died so that I can know him. Yeah. That privilege expands even further. Absolutely. And, and so there... In that you have study as worship. Yes. Like reading the word isn't simply something to tick off for the day, but it is the privilege of the believer as they get to draw near to their father who has redeemed them through the son yep. and sealed them by the Holy Spirit. Yep. And, and that is a great joy. Like worship isn't something that we do and then we read the word. Yeah, that's right. Worship isn't something like it's not the couple of songs at the start and then we sit under the word on a Sunday. Yeah. Like reading the word, hearing the word, preaching the word, whether it be to yourself or someone else doing it, yep. is worship. As mm -hmm. we delight in God through his word. You're going to read something? Yeah, I was going to say Romans 12 really um, helps. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship or your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm. So uh, this helps us to understand what that worship is. It is not just singing. Mm. It is that to know this God. By, and, and also what Paul's referring to is by the mercies, you know, uh, by the mercies of God, all that's come beforehand, all that he has done for us, his revelation through Jesus, salvation, all mm. that really amazing stuff, that because of that it's occurred, your whole life now mm. is all field worship. So that includes your study. And that's why he goes to, do not be conformed any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah, that's good. That's spiritual act of worship. Mm. You said something on Sunday as we're we're talking we're going through First Peter at the moment, and you said something on Sunday about how it's fine to wrestle with God mm -hmm. on topics and how that's actually a great thing to to be studying His Word. Yeah. And as we get to topics that are confronting, we were talking about men and women over the last couple of weeks, and and roles and things like that. And as we get to confronting topics, that we actually actually wrestle God on that. Yeah. And, and I was thinking, sitting there, going like, 
it's awesome, but just know you're going to lose. <laughs> yeah. like, like wrestle with God on that and, yeah. and, 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 but know that he's not changing his mind. That's right. You're changing your mind. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and I think that's a, a, a beautiful sort of thought. And it's true also when we just in our study of the word, that study is sanctifying. Mm. That as we search for God and as we seek for God yeah. and as we read about Jesus, our Lord and Savior, that we might begin not just to simply know things about him, but we might know him. And then as a follow-on from that, we might obey him and yeah. follow him to so actually be conformed into his image. And, and that's sanctification, right? Yep. The gradual process of being conformed into the image of Christ. That's what God is talking about when he says all things work together for the good of those who love him, that we might be conformed into the image of Christ. And, and, how are we going to do that if we don't spend time getting to know Christ for ourselves? Yeah, that's right. Getting to know what are the actually attributes that we can, uh, you know, uh, imitate as children, as beloved children. Yep. What are the what are the ways that Jesus spoke and lived and loved and cared that we can apply to our own lives? Mm-hmm. And so, so study is sanctifying. That's right. And the act of submitting is also the act of worship. Yeah. Like I, I think that's so true what you touched on there. To submit is a wonderful gift we have to submit under that glorious God. Mm. And I think lastly we have to then come to this position, going full circle, understanding that the God that we are now serving and who has been revealed to us is so big mm. and so huge. There are going to be mysteries. So even yeah. as we are studying him and and spending the rest of our time studying him, there is going to be things that we are not going to fully understand because he hasn't truly revealed that to us. Mm. And that is great news. It is wonderful news. Yeah. Because if we knew everything about God, then we would no longer have God. Yeah. <laughs> We've got something else. Yeah, that's right. But God, by his very nature, is infinite and we are finite and then we cannot know him um, fully. But yep. we can know him. Yep. as he has revealed himself to us. And I that's know. the privilege. Mm. That's the joy. That's the invitation. So so join us <laughs> mm-hmm. as we go on and sort of talk about how okay. God's word reveals his heart, how God is manifested to us and his character is embodied in the words of Scripture. Slow. Slow on the button. <laughs>